Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin again. Hello, one day late. <laughs> one day late. It'll come out on time. It's just going to come out in the afternoon. I think I'm just going to put it out this evening rather oh. than uh, tomorrow morning. So. Okay, so we're recording this to Friday. Yes, we're recording Friday. Okay. All right, what do you got? I got two for you. Um, All right, another two. Cool. You'll know what they are. It's uh, from one of my favorite shows, Good Life Lessons. All right. Looking at cleavage is like looking into the sun. You'll stare at it. It's too risky. You get a sense of it, then you look away. That's one. <laughs> here's the second one. Breaking up's like knocking over a Coke machine. You can't do it in one push. You got to rock it back and forth a few times, and then it goes over. Those are great. <laughs> and George responds to that. That's beautiful. <laughs> like, Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. From Seinfeld, if you don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. if you're not a if you're not a Seinfeld connoisseur like those of us that are smart, then, uh, <laughs> you should watch more because it's or, just or words more, of wisdom <laughs> or European. I, I don't know if that ever traveled over oh, like, right, like yeah. Friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's from Seinfeld. That's just like I mean, the entire show is just good quote after good quote. <laughs> yeah. So I I I wanted to do the cleavage one because I have a, a relatable not me looking at cleavage necessarily, but okay. Um, that's just good for for life. You don't you don't stare at it. You just get a sense of it and you look away. It's like looking into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> get a sense of it. That's great. Um, and the breaking up things just a, a classic uh, one. Um, yeah, you tip it over. That's beautiful. Thank you. So I was thinking. So actually, I guess it's not related to the cleavage one. It's another episode I was thinking of as I'm getting. So I'm getting ready to go. You went to North Carolina last week. Now I'm going. Yep. Uh, we got up uh, with the in-laws and some of the family and stuff, and we're going to go down and just do a beach trip. Um, so we're packing up and getting ready, and I was thinking of when George and Jerry are trying to sell the show to NBC, right? They write a pilot. Yep. And George's take is... It's about nothing. And that's like their kind of line, right? Oh, it's a show about nothing. Right. But then, like, what happens? He's like, nothing. Like, something has to happen. He's like, nothing happens. Like, he's so adamant. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you walked, what did you do this morning? I got up, had cereal, then walked. That's a sh-. He's like, that's a that's show. That's a show. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why am I watching it? He's like, because it's on. Not yet, right? So. <laughs> yeah, right. Not yet. <laughs> anyway, that's my approach to going to the beach. <laughs> Caitlin's approach is it's about going to the beach and being on the beach. Right. And mine, I'm like, well, what do you do? She's like, you go to the beach. You stay on the beach. I'm like, well, not just that, right? We'll go. We'll do other things. No. She's like, no, that's it. We're on the beach. We're not leaving the beach. <laughs> like, Evan, that sort of thing is very, like, it's about nothing. That's it's what we do. Nothing. Relaxing on the beach and doing nothing. Yeah, well, right. that has to do something. What if I want to go? No, it's about no, nothing. <laughs> so that's our, our prep differences. I'm like trying to plan like, oh, we can go here, get some dinner, maybe go here, go up to Kitty Hawk, see this right, and that. Yeah. And, and she's totally georging me with the, no, it's about nothing. <laughs> I want to be able to wake up in the morning, you know, have some breakfast, go out on the beach. 
Right. And stay up. there. And yeah. <laughs> maybe right, maybe what... come, you know, walk back over the dunes, get lunch, go back onto the beach right. and sit there and maybe swim right. and be on the beach. <laughs> I know. And if, if we didn't have to put Maeve down for a nap, or maybe she'll yeah. nap on the beach, but she probably wouldn't even go in. We always, or she, once I started dating her and married her, it was like we have sandwiches. We're bringing sandwiches out. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. But that's just... I I like that to a degree, but also, I mean, I'll bring a book and read, but I need yeah. other things to do, and I also, like, if I do that, and we, like, bring beers out, I'll just start drinking. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, and then it's, like, <laughs> 11 o'clock at noon, and then by the time 2 o'clock rolls around, you're all, like, getting drunk and stuff, like, oh, man, like, <laughs> it's all hot, you're, like, oh. you're like sober you, up before dinner. Um, do you know if you have, as a family, like, uh, 10 by 10 pop-up? you know shade things yeah yep we're gonna do a couple of those i have the one uh we just picked up i had it out did i have it yeah when you came over for fourth of july remember i had the white one yeah yeah Yeah, we we took it out yeah yeah those those are key man Mm -hmm. i don't know what we did like like a bunch of chumps putting in umbrellas in the ground you know trying to (laughs) stick them down into the sand that's no the only thing is though if it sometimes if there's too many of them or they're too high up i feel like it blocks views like it's a little, little bit more obstructive for other people but yeah this beach is so the one down you know north carolina north carolina and, and south right. alone and those beaches are just a lot more open because there's a lot less people so right exactly yeah and if you're more of like if you're in more of a um residential ish area you know like you have a a beach house so it's more like houses rather than a big public beach yeah, right it's, it's gonna houses, be yeah. it's less you know it's less people on the beach and obviously there's gonna be um you know, public access, right? Because the people who don't have houses right on the beach obviously come over and have to go on. And, um, but yeah, but yeah, like I said, when we did it, we had that, we had the, the big 10 by 10 up and, and it was, it worked well. You know, there was a hundred feet between us and the next group, you know, in other tents or umbrellas or whatever, you know, or pop-ups things. So yeah, it's yeah, nice. that's key though. Cause then you're in the shade, but you're out on the beach. You can set your chairs up underneath of it. You can get like six or seven or eight people underneath of just one, you know, like, yeah, I know that's perfect. That's what we're going to do. Um, but, and you can also put it in place, right? You can go out in the morning, put it in, put some sandbags down and leave it. Right. And then you have your spot all day, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, So we're going to do that. Oh, I was going to say that there was one time, I forget where I was, where we decided to go. Maybe it was ocean city, but for whatever reason, the sand had, kind of built up in the front to and then it would go back down so it was sloped so if you were anywhere other than that front ridge right. you couldn't see any water oh weird <laughs> so yeah it had so huh. it's kind of so you had to be on that front edge right yeah so everyone was lined up like early and we had gone up just my wife and I and we could but there was one spot but it had been posted up by a rental place but we, oh, I don't man. think we had any of the stuff anyway, so we right. just, there was just one left, you know, and we were like, hey, Kim, is that, he was like, yeah, last one, I was like, perfect, so, <laughs> you know, two chairs and, a, and an umbrella, yeah. but, you know, as far as you could see was a line of people who had all taken yeah. every spot on that edge, yeah, so yeah, we jumped in there. Yeah, that's the you know, that's beaches, I guess. That's the beach, yeah. Yeah, like I said, we had, a, it was really nice where we were down in, um in southern shores or duck i forget which it is there maybe southern shores but but it's like i said it's mostly residential houses and things and beach houses so you know definitely was not packed it was perfect yes that'd be fun so 
Um, we got that, and I think we talked about last week. I was getting the car all loaded up, and I got your. Yeah. We just put on the car top carrier thing. Top carrier, right? Yeah. Lock that mm-hmm. down. So that's cool. nice and locked in. We Sweet. put the the hitch thing on, and I put that together. And the and the actually that was all one piece. I put the bike carrier together. Right. And that was a bit of yeah. a a do because it was you know a million pieces just. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I bought one of the cheap ones. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how did the um, how did the car like the the mounting for the um, for the uh, ball hitch like the hitch mount? How'd that all go? Come together. Good. It, it was. It's just one piece. One big piece. Right. It looks like uh, like the spoiler of a car. Flip that upside down and add a hitch to the middle of it. Right. Yeah. So you have the two wing parts that that take it up in the air. Okay. And just flip that over, and there were. F- just four holes that bolt right into the frame right yeah and i know you asked about if i had like um an angled a ratcheting yeah ratcheting uh, wrench or whatever because there wasn't much room at all and uh yeah we just i just you know we had wrenches and we just yeah you just did it 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 took took, whatever 10 minutes instead of one you know right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i did that for ours which is ours the nissan rogue same thing you know you just order the right one for your car and they already they're already designed you know, those kind of small SUVs are already designed to have a hitch. If they're, you know, if they don't come with a hitch, they're designed right. to have one mounted pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, um, I guess you don't need the, you don't need the wiring or anything. You don't need the, um, nope, the, no. the, 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 the mm-hmm. wire stuff. Cause you're just, yeah, it's not a lit trailer or anything. Yeah. No. It's just the, the bike. I did thing. do that, but it was uh, fairly easy. When we went down to North Carolina, we took a trailer down to bring, you know, a bunch of the furniture and stuff back from my, oh, right, my yeah. grand, grand in-laws, um, but uh, yeah, so I had to run the the wiring harness from, and it actually goes hooks all the way to the battery. So I had to go from the battery down through the engine compartment, back oh, along the car. Yeah, I had to, I ran it up inside some of the box, um, like square, you know, box uh, metal tubing and stuff. Yeah, and fished it through and took it all the way to the back. But fortunately, um, the company I got it from, which was eTrailers.com, they have a few. They have videos to go with like every single one of their products. So oh, nice. they like, walk you through it. And then actually, I got it. I forget the company it was like something, whatever the company was it, um, that sold the wiring. They actually had video as well on how to wire it for that specific vehicle. So it was, it was easy. Cool. I mean, it ended up taking me a couple hours, but that's just cause I was kind of like taking my time and yeah, you know, doing some other stuff and got it all done. Nice. So, yeah. So you got your trailer mount um, for your bikes and then you have the car top, anything else that you, that's what you had to put on the, the rails right on the top of the car. Oh yeah, the rails too. I had to do, or the rails yeah. were there. I had to put the cross right crossbars. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which actually also were kind of just for the car and, and kind of fit perfectly. Had a little adjustments yeah, here right. and there, but it's it looks real nice. So we nice. Are and are your um are your crossbars like uh, oblong or are they rectangular? Like uh, they're oblong, they, like oh, a okay, wing right. of a plane. Right. So they actually fit really well into the brackets of the um of the car top carrier because those mounts are kind of oh, shaped yeah, right, that right. way they're mm-hmm. shaped to go around that like we have um ours are oblong as well but we used to have just round bars like the yakima rack was round bars and that always it always fit fine too but right it can lock i had to do some adjustments to get it to lock tight but you yeah. know once, once it was you like oh that's this is how it should be yeah right once you get it you feel it snap down has that uh yeah. that cam like locking mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. that's yeah. nice so we got that yeah down. nice and easy yeah Cool. Nice. Right on. So you're ready to go. When are you leaving? Tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning. All right. Nice. That's awesome. 
cool. We'll have fun. Uh, just so everyone who's listening, if you're expecting to hear a podcast next week, 99% sure we probably won't have one. <laughs> if Dustin wants to do one, he can. There you go. <laughs> so 100% sure that Devin won't be on it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I'll be, I'm actually leaving next Wednesday to go on vacation. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we we will be skipping next week because we'll both be on vacation, and then uh, there'll be one the following week. So, yeah, that yeah. should be fun. Um, you were, what did you say earlier? I forget. Um, I don't know. I was going to reference something like right before you did the quote. You said something, and I was going to talk about it. But, um, but I was talking to uh, my buddy Jim, who I sail with, and he, um, I don't know if you can hear it now. All the ice in my drink is all melted, but. Um, he listened to the podcast last week and he really appreciated the, the like drink, the ice and the drink sounds that we kept doing. Cause we kept taking sips from our, oh, our ice water. We're sitting outside. Mm. <laughs> he was like, that's nice. He's like, people pay good money to like put that sound into things to make what? you feel like you're oh. like out in the country, you know, like in summer and just relaxing and oh. you get the sound of like the drinks and the clinking of the glass. He's like, it took me right back to my, like mom drinking iced tea, like from a glass. And he's like, it was great. <laughs> it was really funny. So we'll have to do so that's more outside. Jim. All those sounds yeah, right. are real live sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taking sips and birds and <laughs> dogs. <laughs> right. Down. <Yeah>. Get down. <laughs> <How are they? laughs> that was nice. It was nice to like record outside. It was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I um I listen to another podcast occasionally um, called On the Wind, actually fairly regularly. It's a sailing podcast. And, um, they, one of the episodes, the, the guy who does it, Andy Shell and his wife, um, were basically taking a walk. Like they went out to take a walk around their hometown and they just brought their recording equipment. And as they were walking, they recorded a podcast. Oh, nice. So you like hear them breathing and stuff, I'm like, but you know, and they're like waving to people like, hi, you know, they kind of like, you know, they, a little bit, but it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's funny. It's like, we're going to go take a walk around the town for. 40 minutes or whatever, a half an hour. And they just recorded the podcast as they were going, just talking and, you know, about stuff. I was like, that's, yeah, that's cool. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, Dev, what have you been up to this week? Just getting ready for a vacation. Yeah. Getting ready, doing stuff. Um, how much? I mean, I guess we could talk about going up to dad's. We did sure. that. Mm-hmm. Dogs there. Um, yep. excited to drop off my dog before we went to vacation. And then he, uh, also wanted, like what do you call it? The skirting or something under yeah, the house, around the, around the side of the house. Yeah, so we, we we went there and did some, framed it up a little bit. And how how much longer were you guys there after I left? Because I had to leave. Uh, I left. I left at about four twenty. Mm. So maybe two hours after you. Did you do the front one as well? Yep, we did the front uh, too. Okay, Finished cool. that. Yep. So we got the front done and the whole. Yeah, we got the sides done when you were there. Or actually, no, we didn't do the last piece when you were there, right? It was just, or was it? Mm. Yeah. Did we do well, the last? No, 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 we didn't. We did the so we two. Did the two, right. So Dad and I did the last piece and then did the, um, yeah, and then did the front two. So got it all done. Um, yeah, so that went that went smooth and that was, yeah, it's always fun to get outside and work and do some do some man stuff. Yeah. Build and, some stuff. <laughs> and so um, we're, we're uh, framing up an area. So we're trying to, I'm trying to dig out a small trench to make it kind of as level as we can. Mm-hmm. And I nick or hit or crack. I don't know how much of it I did, but yeah. a uh, PVC pipe, 
Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And then I I was waiting for, like, something to squirt out, like I hit some sewage yeah, right. line or something. I was like, here we go. But it was nothing. It looked dry. And we're like, yeah. I wonder what that is. And I followed up, and you can see a, a black uh, pipe or tube that had gone into it. And then that ran into white PVC and then went straight up in the house near where their uh, parents' bedroom, bathroom is. Um, right. And then Dad's like, oh, that's nothing. I was like, well, why don't we check it out? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah it's possible. That doesn't run anything. I'm like, well, I see it running up into the house. Let's run to something. And sure enough, our mom turns it on, and that's where the shower and the uh, – on the Yeah, she turns on the sink, right? And it's like, sink. okay, well, there – so it is. It's like draining into the PVC pipe, which is just going straight from the house, like pointing at the stream, which is right next to their house. I'm like, well, right. that's weird. That shouldn't be that way. Right. So I go over into the stream and I'm down there and mom turns it on and I'm like listening and looking. I don't see anything. So we're like, okay, well, it's not coming straight out to the stream. So it must, we're thinking like it probably goes into the septic, right? It's turned yeah, going probably, somewhere. Yeah, right. But there's a hole in it. So we got to fix it. So dad like <laughs> yeah. goes and, or even before he did, he was like, we're like, well, why don't we try to see if it's connected to the shower too? And he was like, no way. It's impossible. There's no way it's connected to the shower. And then we like turn on the shower and sure enough, like it's the same, you know, it's just, just the same downspout. It's the gray water, you know, out. Right. So that's like going down. We're like, okay, what's connected to both of them? So, um, but yeah, so then he went and got that piece to fix that. So we cut that out. Yeah. Cause it was just like where you hit was, um, maybe two feet from the or three feet from the end of it where it turned at a 90 degree and came pointing up right. four inch PVC pipe. And the top of that was there. And then there was, you know, the black hose going into the top with, you know, right. so with some space around it for venting and whatnot. So right. fix that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got all that stuff and got all the wiring down. So when, uh, yeah, dad and I finished the last piece and, you know, struggled with it a little bit because it was a weird, like small, weird shape and trying to dig out enough to be able to slide it up underneath the existing siding. So it's, mm. you know, protected. It took a little bit of while to do that last piece, but we got that one done. And then uh, we went out to look at the front piece and we didn't have any piece that was big enough to do the whole thing in one piece, um, uh. what was left over. So we actually ended up using those two pieces that were cut off of the first two full sheets so there was like a foot by eight feet. We had two of those. So took one, we needed like 18 inches by, I forget what it was like six feet or something. That's what we needed. Um, so we actually ended up cutting them both at six feet and then stacked one on top of the other cut, trimmed the top one and got them. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they really like, they fit really nicely together. They look clean and that's going to be covered by siding on the front side. So it wasn't as um, big a deal if it was, you know, if it was kind of pieced together. So, right. But that we we didn't have any more of the uh, tw- the twenty five foot roll of wiring that Dad thought he got. <laughs> yeah, <another laughs> like, twenty five feet. This doesn't look like twenty five feet. I was like, this doesn't look like six feet. This looks like five feet. I'm like, you sure you didn't see five feet? And he's like, oh, twenty five inches by was, five feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and that's like a like a. Uh, a rodent um, wire to put at the base of the, of the skirting to keep, you know, and it kind of goes underground or whatever. So, so his dad had some uh, like, I guess it, like welded wire, um, maybe what are they like two by four inch squares or rectangles, you know, that are um, not like the welded wire. That's that size rather than what we were putting in, which was like one inch squares. Um, yeah. So we, that. Yeah. It might've been it's like that, quarter, maybe. quarter inch. I think they're real tiny. 
Yeah. But um, so, so we were looking at it and I was like, yeah, well, that's like, it's still small enough to be able to keep out, you know, a groundhog or a bunny or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but what about like smaller rats and mice? And, you know, we don't want to keep them. So he was going to go buy another piece, but then we just decided to like cut two pieces and overlap them. So that way, you know, they're, it was less. So we did right. that. And so we used that a piece of the wire he had out front. It was like some, you know, caging for around a garden or something. So yeah, cut that and put it in and got the piece in and all done. And I mean, in reality, if something wants to get under there, it will get under there. It's an old house. Yeah. But you were right. just trying to do as many main areas as you can. Right. See, hopefully, hopefully you can. Right. You hopefully can. you keep some away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like the way we put them in was that half of it, say six inches went up behind the skirting and then another six inches came out from the skirting. So an L shape, you know, straight out. And that was, that was by uh, design or whatever. That's when my father talked to a, you know, the, the pest control guy, he said, you know, put it that way. Cause, cause they'll try to dig down, you know, or they'll come up and they'll try to, obviously if they can't, if they can't get in, they'll try to dig down. And so that wire comes out six inches. So once they realize they go down and it's, they can't go under, they won't back up and go down at all. You know, like they're not smart enough to think, Oh, let me back up more. They just go straight down. If they can't, if the right. wire's there, then they don't go down. So yeah, so, that's good. We got it done. Yeah. So, so afterward, um, I went to leave and dad asked if he could throw some like the trash and stuff into my truck so I could take it to the dump. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, on the way up, I had a little bit of trouble with my transmission. So he was like, well, I don't know. I don't want to do that. I don't want to put extra stress on your transmission. I was like, yeah, well, it's not that much stuff. Like it's not a big deal. I'll just take it down and it's fine. So we were kind of talking about that a little bit. And, um, dad was like, yeah, you should, you should take your truck to Whitcraft. You know, they can rebuild transmissions. They're going to be like the cheapest around and they're also really, really reliable. For, for rebuilding, you know, um, not a brand new transmission, but rebuilding, they basically take your transmission case and they rebuild the inside of it. So they put all new stuff inside, but they use your existing case. Right. Um, he's like, why don't you give him a call just to see, you know, just to get a quote. So I was like, okay. So I called him and they gave me a quote, which was 2885. So $2,800 for mm-hmm. a transmission. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. I mean, I paid $800 for the truck and this is the truck that I got, um, like a year ago in February. So it's been, you know, a year and a few months. Um, there's actually a, Oh, what's the guy's name? Um, I can't think of his Instagram. I'll think about it, but a local guy who actually gave me, um, the, the coal forge that I haven't built yet, but I have that. And, um, he also gave me some ax heads. Um, when I went over to pick up the coal forge that he hadn't used, he was like, Oh, this is the truck. This is the truck you've been talking about. You know, like when back on the podcast, we were talking about getting the truck, you know, whatever that was last (laughs) January, he's like, Oh, this is the truck that I've heard about. So, but yeah, the Dodge Ram. So, um, I called them, I got the quote, we started loading up the truck and and then I headed out to go home. Um, I get down maybe a half an hour from mom and dad's house and my, um, overdrive off light comes on basically saying that like the overdrive has been turned off right automatically which has happened before maybe three or four times in the last six months um and usually it happens after i've been driving for a while and or i'm driving on a lot of back roads so a lot of like start stop speed up slow down you know a lot of that um and so it comes on and then i come up to like a stop and i stop and i go to go and the transmission's gone. I hit the gas and it goes, <laughs> oh. yeah. 
no power, just grinding. No. It's like, no. So I'm, I'm in a, in a little like circle heading down. Um, you know, when you head like south from mom and dad's and you're going down to, to what's the road that goes all the way down past like your old house and it goes like all the way down mm-hmm. to, um, whatever. So it like goes down to Butler, Mount, Mount, Mount Carmel, right? It goes all the way to there to 83. So I'm on that road and I'm in th- one, one of those little towns in a circle, like a big circle. Um, so yeah. I'm like, fortunately I have enough speed to like drift and there's a little parking lot to my right and a few open spots. So I just pull right in. Fortunately, so I was able to like yeah. pull in <laughs> off the road, you know, like stop there. And I call mom and dad and I'm like, yeah, my transmission's gone, oh. really gone. And so they come down and meanwhile, I call Nicole, talk to her. Then I call back Whitcraft and I'm like, well, I called earlier to get a quote. I actually need a transmission. <laughs> so the woman was like, okay, yeah, you can bring it in. She's like, um, she's like hesitating. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, she's like, I guess you, you can bring it in. We probably won't be able to get to look, to look at it until Monday. She's like, really? She's like, we're not really taking any new orders right at this second. Cause we have a lot of, you know, transmissions that are being worked on. She's like, but since I talked to you earlier, and you're both you're like broken down and you need it. She's like, you can come and drop it off. She's like, that's fine. I was like, okay. Whew. So, <laughs> so I like talked to them and they're like, that's yeah, fine. And she's like, you know, we'll, we'll be, probably won't be able to look at it until Monday. And then, you know, maybe not be able to get to work on it till Wednesday or whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm going, I'm leaving on Wednesday to go on vacation. We have our rogue, right? This is the truck. It's not a big deal. So, um, so I talked to them and then I call nationwide and, this whole time where I am in it's a little town called Johnson, just South of spring Grove, spring Grove in PA Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, the cell signal is horrible. All right. I have like one bar of five G mm. I'm like, Ugh. it's like, I'm trying to go on websites and trying to do, trying to, then I'm calling nationwide the insurance to get roadside assistance to get the right. truck towed. Right. Cause it's covered with our insurance. Right. So I'm trying to go to them and it's all automated and it's like glitchy and I can barely hear it. And they're like sending me texts to be able to go to a website to do it online. But Ugh. I'm clicking on the texts and, and it, and my internet's not going fast enough. And the automated message is like, are you still there? Did you click on the text link that I sent you? And I'm like, <laughs> so eventually after it asks me that a bunch of times and I'm waiting and I'm like walking around the car trying to get a better signal. Um, it's just like, Oh, well, because you're not clicking on the link, we'll send you to a, an operator. I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. So yeah, started there. <laughs> yeah. <asshole>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it would have been fine too. If like, if I would have been able to get the link, I would have done it all. And it would have been quicker than trying to talk to somebody probably, you know, but right. if we, but if we would have started it, like someone it would have been fine. So then they talked to me and the person's like, uh, like, I can't really hear you very well. I'm like, Oh man. So like the signal's bad enough that they can't really hear me. And I'm like, but I'm getting through enough and we get all the information through. And then mom and dad show up and they bring, they brought the Kia and the Toyota down because they have two cars plus my dad's oh, truck. Right. So they drove those down. And then they're like trying to talk to me while I'm on the phone with the guy at the same time. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You know, like I can't, I can't talk to everybody. So I'm getting through that. And, and then, uh, so we get everything kind of settled up and figure out like where the truck is. And they're like asking me for the address and the zip code. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm trying to put a pin on Google maps, but my phone you know, my data is coming so slow that it's not going. And I'm like, I don't, I'm somewhere. I'm like, hold on. I'm like looking around. And so he, he like kind of Googled on his end and figured out a spot for me and we got it going. So he's like, okay, well I'm, I'll put in, you know, this is like the roadside assistance. There's a, a separate sec- secondary company called a Jiro. And, um, so they, they put in the, 
the ticket or whatever for for them to reach out to a towing company, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, and he's like, is it okay if they text you when we find the towing company? You know, they'll text you and then we'll go from there. And I'm like, that's fine. I wasn't planning on staying with the truck anyway, so I was just going to leave it and drive home. So. Right. So do that. And um, on my way back, which is now, this is about 6.30. Um, I left, we left my parents' house at 4.30. <laughs> mm. um, so it was about 6.30, maybe 6.15. Karen and I were driving home and, and I get the text from um, from the towing company. It's like, okay, this is the towing company we found for you. They should be there in the next uh, 90 to 120 minutes, something like that. So an hour right. and a half to two hours. I'm like, okay, whatever, no problem. So at about like maybe eight thirty or so I check the, like I've gotten a couple texts since then from nationwide, you know, automated testing, like we're sorry this is taking longer or have you, you know, has someone arrived? Well, I keep saying no. And they're like, okay, well this is the company. This is the number you can call them. So at about eight thirty, I call the company and it, and it takes me or like I took, clicked on the link in the text and it takes me to an, the nationwide website with a little automated thing, basically saying like, this is where you are. All the information is there. This is the towing company that's coming in their estimated time. And then this is where it's going. So all the information is there. But I, um, when I talked to the Ajiro people, I said, I want the truck taken to directly to Whitcraft, um, is about 25 miles from where, um, where the truck was. And I think we have up to 50 miles or something of maybe even hundred, I forget what it is, but it's all free with our insurance. Right. So take them down to racer's town, which is, you know, just as quick as it would be to get to our house. Cause it's just straight down from where we were. Um, but then I look in the destination, it says like Smith brothers towing in Shrewsbury PA. I'm like, wait, that's not right. But the address is correct. It's the Whitcraft address. So I call him up and I just clarify to make sure they're, you know, the guy I talked to and he was like, yeah, he's like, I know Whitcraft, I know the place. And he even he, before, before I mentioned that there seemed like there was a problem, he was like, oh yeah, this is the the truck that's in PA that's coming down to Baltimore. And I'm like, yep. Okay. So I walked it out and that's, he's like, all right, well, looks like there's someone on the way. Cause this was like, originally the towing said it, there should be someone there by seven fifteen, mm. And, um, it said that they were like in route to go on the, like on the app, but not there yet. And so <laughs> I call him and he's like, yeah, he's like, all right. He's like, yeah, we I have somebody else. Cause the first truck couldn't get there or whatever. It's like, I have somebody else are coming. They should be there within the next hour or two. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I was like, I'm not in a super hurry. Whitcraft can't get to it till Monday and I'm not there waiting with it. So as long as it gets there in the next, like, you know, eventually tonight, right. as I would assume like, you know, right. then, okay, it's fine. As long as it gets there, you know, it was Thursday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like we've got three days, plenty of time. So then I wake up this morning and I look at the app and it still hasn't been picked up according to the app. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, there's no one in route and there's, there's another name under the like name of the driver that's coming to get it. And there's like the original pickup time. So I call him back at, you know, I actually call, I waited and I just, I called him this afternoon and I was like, any news? And he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, that's the truck, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. This is somebody else at this point. He's like, all right, I have another driver. He'll be there within two hours to get it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. As long as, as long as they think that, as long as it's still in their books and they still know that it needs to get done sometime, hopefully right. sooner rather than later. And my truck's in a, like, it's a, just an open parking lot. That's not, you know, it's not going to get towed. I hope <laughs> so towed by another company. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was quite a, uh, quite a adventure getting home yesterday <laughs> from mom and dad's. So 
now that my truck is going to get a new transmission and oh, uh pain. yeah yeah so but fortunately we're you know like i said we're going on vacation mom and dad have a second car so you know in a shitty situation they're like <laughs> the best part i guess could be right i don't need it right now because i'm not you know it's in the summer i'm a teacher so i'm not working you know i don't need it to commute every day yeah. and i have a second vehicle mom and dad's vehicle the toyota <clears throat> toyota corolla so i can use that for whatever i need it for in the next couple of days and then we'll be on vacation on next weekend so but yeah (laughs) it's funny too because like i said that that light has come on before and it's always just been fine you know it's like uh, whatever okay yeah i I knew i needed to get a new transmission and and we only paid i only paid 800 bucks for the truck so you know i talked to nicole and we're like i was like yeah eventually we're gonna have to get a new transmission and we're like okay well that's it's worth it you know we can get a rebuilt one for i was thinking anywhere between like 1500 dollars to 3000 that was kind of the the thing that i was thinking about because i knew it was going to be right. you know a couple grand but not break the bank like a brand new transmission so right and that's what it was yeah and dad was like it's probably gonna be like 1500 or 2500 bucks or something like that he's like it's probably in that range and he was right and it was 28 so you know but you know so to, all in all i'll have a truck and the engine still the engine sounds great like it still sounds perfect it's like quiet you know it runs runs really well it's strong whenever it's running it's just the transmission from when i got it the transmission was like a little shoddy it was always like a little bit sticky and sounded clunky and you know yeah it's just not sounding great that's not hearing little new noises occasionally you know like (laughs) what's that is that something else and so i called and like then two hours later (laughs) and called back again all right time for the transmission so yeah, so I mean, that's yeah. that's is what it is. But tow trucks are—it's the worst waiting for them. At least you had someone to take you. I mean, because yeah, unless yep. they only let it go overnight because you said it's all right and I'm not with it. Right. You know. Yeah. But yeah, and I assume that's that might have been what it yeah. was because I told I called that when I called the you know and the like whatever the um whatever they're called the the person that sends out all the towing trucks i told them i was like i'm not there it's not a, like i'm not waiting for the tow truck and and they can't be worked on until monday so i just told them that and then i told them that when a driver does pick it up the Whitcraft, people at Whitcraft just said to leave my you know note with my name and my phone number so they know whose truck it belongs so even though they'll be expecting it they'll at least know so he yeah, was like okay it's, yeah that's fine so yeah tow trucks i just the whole it's it's such a slow yeah thing right yeah and it's so Man, I had a few times being stuck. One time we got stuck in D.C. Mm-hmm. after a Nationals game. Well, oh, after yeah. we, we worked it and we were yeah. driving home. And it was already late. It was already like 11.30 or 12. Mm-hmm. And we got we had to get off at some sketchy exit in D.C. And and then we had to wait there. You know, then it's like, oh, we'll be there, you know, anywhere in the next two hours. You know, <laughs> Yeah, like, right. Whatever, 2 a.m., someone shows up. Saying he doesn't want to take two people, blah blah blah. You know, half the right. time they'll be in like, the oh, truck. "We can, we yeah, can exactly. only take one." Like, really? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're strand me. Like, what? I can't. Yeah. Uh, so I think he like definitely wouldn't. I think we convinced him to do it, but he definitely wouldn't stop anywhere else. Right. So I, yeah. I think I think I like <laughs> come to drop me off near where I lived and just walked home. Right. <laughs> so when I was in Hamden, so I forget how far the walk was, but I was right. just like, just stop here. Like, <laughs> let me out. Yeah, geez. I'll walk an hour or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah. I got I got a, a part of the automated message was like, you know, typically tow truck drivers will not you know drive someone if they're in the truck. So make sure you have like uh, arrange some other type of transportation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. 
right? Like, fortunately. Why you have you have seats? Like, come on. Yeah, You're I was pay- actually. It should, it should just be a part of it. It's like it's like you're almost right. ha- half of your job is a taxi. I mean, right. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, exactly. that it's not, but yeah. you're picking up someone stranded. They already have to pay out money to get wherever they're going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure they don't feel guilty anymore now because Uber is so easy. and or, Yeah, yeah there's so many. Know, yeah, if you're 30 else. miles away, 50 miles from your house. Yeah, right. It's like, what, am I going to spend $150 Uber to get home? Like, Yep. Were you just going <laughs> to abandon me here? Like. Yeah, when I was uh, in high school, my my girlfriend at the time, Kristen, was going to college. In um, I was a senior, and she was a, I guess I was a junior when we started dating. Whatever, she was two years older than me, so she was in college at North of Pittsburgh, PA. I'm still in high school in Baltimore, and I drive up to visit her. Occasionally, I'd go up and visit her at school, and so I was on the way one time, actually driving Dad's truck at the time, little like tan, like Ford Ranger or something like that, something small or Toyota or something. And, uh, and it broke down on the way up about halfway and that's like four and a half hours. So I waited. Um, she actually came down with a friend of hers and, uh, I forget what exactly the tow truck company eventually picked me up and actually drove with me back to Baltimore from like, you know, Berryville PA or something. So like, you know, up, up above Frederick and all there, like, so yeah, it was, uh, or maybe uh, that's what it was because I needed to get a tow, but the person who was going to tow me back couldn't do it until like a day later or something. So Kristen and her friend drove, her friend drove her down from north of Pittsburgh down and met me where we were, and we drove back up to their school. I stayed there for the night, and then they drove me back the next day to meet the tow truck guy. Fortunately, the guy who was driving back to Baltimore, like he was, he decided his his wife came along or something so it was like they they kind of made a trip out of it or something and so they (laughs) so i jumped in the truck with them and they drove me all the way back to baltimore from there like two hours you know back home with the truck i was like man that and that's like right in the middle of like a long drive i'm like you know two and a half hours away from home and two hours away from where i need to go and like now what do i do like crap stupid truck stupid like you know, secondhand cars that we've always had, but <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> learn to, yeah. Yeah. to get stuck places. And... Yeah, exactly. You learn to be somewhat reliant on. Yeah, you're like, oh, how do you deal with this situation? <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> it's like getting stuck in the rain somewhere. Eventually, yeah. you just stop being. Well, you're not stopping upset, but eventually, you're you're just wet. I'm wet now. Yeah, right. It's exactly. kind of like when when you get broke down. Well, I'm broke down now. It's yep. it's over. Like yeah. stop fighting. I this car's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere until yeah, I get a tow or something happens. But yeah, it's like, exactly. We're wet now. We just embrace it and let's move on. Yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, you have to. What's the next step? Right. You get like right. okay. There's no there's no use in being upset about what has already happened. It's already happened. There's nothing you can do. So mm-hmm. you just move on. <laughs> or. Got Sorry, it. I feel the same way about rain delays at work at oh, uh, yeah. baseball games. <laughs> like you're like everyone's so like, come on, no rain, please no rain. I think we can get mm-hmm. it. I think we can do it. Come on, let's just we can get through it. Blah blah blah. Okay, we're seventh inning. We can get through it, and then you get hit with something. Yeah, you know, it's like the eighth <laughs> inning. It's already like ten thirty, and then the just rain comes. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, these people aren't going to be back in town for a while. They're good. they're going to get the game in. You know, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. eventually just accept it. Like, all right, we're sitting here. Whatever, we're sit here until the rain passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or slows down. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, 
I forget what I was going to say now, but yeah, sorry. Friends. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. You just have to. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was listening to, um, I think it's the No Dumb Questions podcast. And um, the guy from Smarter Every Day, Destin, he has oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the YouTube channel. Why does um, he say his name like that? Is it? It's spelled that way. D-E-S. Is it D E S? Yeah, Destin. Yeah. What kind of name is that? I don't know. Not a cool one like mine, but you know, what are you going to do? He's, it he's, sounds like you're saying Dustin like cool with like a southern accent. Dustin. I'm Dustin. 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 D E S T I F. That's weird. Um, yeah, like Destiny, but the guy's version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was, ta- he was talking about um, the, the tragedy of uh, modern GPS and how everyone relies on it for directions. So he said for his kids, he has got, um, yeah, his kids are. I guess close to driving age. One of his, like his daughter's driving, his son's not, you know. So, so occasionally he will, um, he'll be going somewhere with his daughter and he'll just ask her to get them there. You know, she's like, well, yeah, just look it up on the phone, GPS. He's like, no. She's like, why not? He's like, cause, you know, that's, that, we're too rely on that. What if you didn't have that? How would you get there? She's like, I don't know. He's like, sure you do. Which direction is it? She's like, well, it's that way. Well, what direction is that? Well, it's east. Okay. Well, then we need to drive east. So, which? How do we get onto a highway that takes us east? You know, it's like you just kind of have to figure it out. <laughs> if you didn't yeah. have it, how yeah. would you get somewhere? <laughs> it's you know, like I, I, um, I do the same thing. I get reliant on GPS even when I don't need. It. And half the time, I turn it on when I'm going to work down highways just to look out for cops. Now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'll have it on, and then I still find myself looking at it, even though I know where I'm going. Yeah. I'm still checking it a lot, and if there's there's a few times I've gone back ways to your house from up here, Dust. Right, yeah. And I know there's one you can go through where, you know, there's a couple ways you can go, but there's a couple shorter yep. ways. that shave off like three minutes. Yep. And I had done it. I had done the trip like, you know, five or ten times. And I, had, it, I, I was feeling it hadn't really sunk in. And so I was just like, well, I'm just not going to turn my GPS on. And like, yep. I, think, I think I know where it is. <laughs> And I made it, you know. Yeah. Like, and yeah. then after that, it sticks in your head, right? Because yeah, exactly. you're really looking. You're fine. You're actually looking. You're looking yeah, yeah. for names of streets. You're looking mm-hmm. for for anything you can landmarks tell. The, and yeah, stuff. Landmark, yeah, all that yep. stuff that you should have in your head anyway. Right. Yep. You just take the crutch away and say, "All right, go ahead." Yeah, I remember when when I was a kid, mom taking me to Brad's house. So mm-hmm. from our place in Glen Arm over to my friend Brad's house, which is in Manor. So maybe a 10-minute drive. But I um, I asked her to let me navigate, right? And I was like, I think I can get there. Just let me do it. So, so you know, I got us most of the way. And I think at one point it was – I got all the way from Glen Arm to, like, Manor Road. And basically I had her turn down the wrong driveway or the wrong, you know, road that the cul-de-sac was in. And right. she just followed my direction. Like we went yeah. into it and it like, and then once we turned into it and we got in, you know, a hundred yards, I realized that it was wrong. I was like, Oh wait, this is wrong. She's like, yep, yeah, it's wrong. So then, you know, we turned around and went back out and, you know, went to the next one, but she like, let me make that mistake. Right. You know, and she just <laughs> followed my direction. And, you know, obviously by that point she knew, you know, it wasn't like we were doing anything dangerous. And, yeah. Right. You know, but yeah. that's, that's half of it is that like you, you realize some of if you make a mistake, you realize how to fix that mistake or you realize it's not the end of the world, right? If you miss right. your turn, you just turn around and go. And you just, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was fun. And I do that occasionally now to Corinne. I'll be like, do you know where we are? Do you know how to get where we're going? She's like, no, 
you know, and half the time now it's just cause she's like on her phone and she doesn't have to pay attention because she's not a driver, you know, but, right. but I do want her to like understand if she, like, she knows if she were to like leave our house and have to walk to a friend's house or whatever, you know, so she knows how to get to the porters and to get to the greens by foot. Right. So she could do that. You know, it might take her an hour to get there, but she could do it. So yeah. that's, that's all. That was more of the thing. It's more of the, like the self-reliance. Like if you had to, could you get yourself somewhere? Right. And, uh, yeah. So. Cool. But yeah, so that was, it was, uh, an adventure getting all the yeah. way, uh, getting home, but we got there. Um, yeah. So, uh, other than that, um, other than helping mom and dad and my adventure with the truck, um, I just finished a new knife for a friend of mine, Jan, Jan and Jill. Um, there are a couple that I sail with. Um, Jill is, uh, she's one of my crew on the sailboat that I sail on Tuesday nights. So we, we own gun and we sail on Wednesday nights on, on our boat called gun. And then on Tuesday nights, I sail with another crew on a boat called legacy. And so she's been sailing with us on legacy for the last eight or 10 years or whatever, however long, however long it's been, it's been a while now, but, um, um, so she and I have become, become pretty close. And then, uh, maybe about four years ago, three and a half or four years ago, uh, one day Mark was walking, up and down the pier getting ready to go sailing and he kind of ended up talking to this guy Jan and, and Jan was a sailor and he had a boat there but he hadn't raced much and and they were talking and he was like well, why don't you come out with us on Legacy and I think come out and race with us and learn it and if you like it and keep coming out you know we we always like having additional crew if we need them because that's a pretty big boat and we'd rather have like you know we can we can run it probably pretty pretty well with a crew of eight who know what they're doing but usually we have like 10 or 12 or sometimes as many as like 13 people on board. It's a big boat, so it can take the weight, but um, we like to have the extra crew because then there's, you know, everyone has obligations and people have to like go on vacations or whatever. Like you and I record a lot. So occasionally on Tuesday nights, I got to say like, I can't make it just cause you know, we've got a video to shoot or something. Right. And so, so Jan came out with us and three and a half years later, he's married to Jill. So hey, yeah. <laughs> there's your history right there. So yeah, and he's a great four deck man. He four deck is the front of the boat. So he runs the sails that are up on the front, you know, on front, forward of the mast and he does all that stuff and hooks things up and, and he learned what he does from Drew because Drew is our four deck man at the time. Drew has since had his, his son. And so he hasn't been sailing on Tuesdays. He still sails with us on Wednesdays, but it was a little bit too much to ask to sail two nights a week with a newborn and now a toddler. So. But Jan took his place and took over and does great. And, and then, uh, yeah, Jan and Jill started dating a couple years ago and they got married. And so as a wedding gift, um, I had talked like Jan knows I'm a knife maker and he, and he knows that's like, he, he loves handmade knives and things like that as well. He has one by, uh, um, one of the recommendations I was going to say today is Bloodroot Blades and I'll, I'll, I'll get their actual Instagram handle, but he has another knife by a knife maker that goes by Bloodroot Blades and I've seen that one and we've talked about it and all. It's a, it's a nice knife. And so when, uh, when they said they were going to get married, we, I was thinking about a wedding gift and so I decided to make them a, a, a knife, a kitchen knife for their wedding. So have been working on that a little bit. I designed it for a while back and then when we did the, uh, the virtual, um, virtual craft festival, um, a couple months ago, I worked on the wooden prototype for it. And then, um, that was, I think that was the same week as their wedding. And then they went on, um, their honeymoon for a couple of weeks and it's been a few weeks since we've been together. So this has been the first time this past Tuesday that I was, I saw them. And so I 
wanted to get it finished. So like over the last weekend and all, I was working on it quite a bit. And so it's, um, it's a Santuco style blade. The, the blade is six and a half inch, um, by, I think it's two inches tall. Uh, yeah, at the heel. So two inches tall, six and a half inches long, has a, like a five inch handle or so, um, five and a half maybe. And it's kind of my style that I did the, um, Gyoto similar style to that, except for without like the oh, nice. Gyoto has, um, has a drop down point, but it's a, um, but it's a sharp angle. Like the top, it comes straight down like a cutoff point. Uh, and the Santuco just has a rounded point that comes down. So it's, they both have that kind of drop down. And so that curve on the tip of a Santuco when it drops down to the blade, um, that curve there, I use that same, um, I guess, radius of a circle at the end of the handle. So instead of it being a flat end of the handle and a flat front bolster area, both of those, the end of the handle and the bolster have the same radius curve as the tip drop down. So all three match. So it has the same curve. So that was kind of cool design trait. And so that's, uh, made out of eighth inch ADCRV two and it worked out really well. Did a good heat treat on it. Good grind. Everything's really nice. And, and then the handle material is white G10 liners that are, I think they're 16th inch thick, um, liners, maybe, maybe an eighth, uh, somewhere there, <laughs> three thirty seconds, maybe. <laughs> so white liners and then, um, stabilized black walnut on either side with, uh, with brass Corby bolts to hold everything together. So turned out really nice. I'm really happy with it. But then like I was, I was preparing the day before to give it to him. Like I had the knife, it was all done. It wasn't sharpened quite yet, but you know, I did everything up to that point, just sharpening, which takes just a few minutes. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, this was Monday. I did all the work on Monday to finish it. I'm racing with him Tuesday night. So on Tuesday in the morning, I'm thinking, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to give it to him? Like, how do I want to present it? Cause I can't just like wrap it in paper just like that, you know, sharp. It's gotta be somehow contained. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll go mm. to like a, whatever, like a, a card store and I'll look for a box that's approximately the right size or so something like what we made for the K tip for the Gyoto video, that like black box that knives come in. So I'm looking for something like that. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go to the store and look for that. I was like, well, I probably should have some type of sheath thing for it, for the blade to go in as well. If it's going to go in a box. Like, okay, well, I could I do like just some box board or some, some material. Maybe I could wrap it around and wrap it. And I'm like, well, I probably should really make a sheath for it. And I'm like, what can I do for a sheath? Like I could do Kydex, but I don't have a big enough piece of Kydex. And I was like, well, I guess I could do leather. So then I ended up making a full leather sheath for it. So I had like <laughs> a leather sheath. So I did that on Monday. And then when I finished, I was like, great. Now I got the leather sheath. It's done. It looks awesome. You know, it's just a, it's, there's no snap or anything to hold it. It's just a really tight fit that just slides in over the blade up to the handle. You know, it doesn't go any further than that. Like no belt loop or anything. It's just a, like a slip in sheath. Um, so I did that, finished that. And I'm like, okay, well now the box, right? Okay. What do I got to do? Okay. So well, I guess I'll make a box. Cause I, you know, why not? I want to make one that fits perfectly. So I'm like, what am I going to make a box out of? And like cardboard, I'm looking around the shop, what do I have. And like, well, let me go upstairs and see what I have up there. And I walk up and I walk past our little pantry shelf area. And I see the, um, I, we had a family size box of lucky charms. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Box board. You know, that's always good for boxes, you know, using something that's like some stiff, but not super thick, like cardboard looks better. So, yeah. okay, cool. So I take that and I kind of, I kind of 
hold the knife on it with the sheath and it's like just the right length you know from the bottom of the box to the top of the box it's exactly the right size that i need like perfect so i take it down cut it all up make the box size that i want so it has a top and a bottom they fit together you know it's maybe an inch and a quarter tall by whatever it was three and a half inches wide by 12 inches long something like that top and bottom fit together and then i i was like well you know obviously i'm not gonna have give them a uh, like a lucky charms box as a box so so I sprayed it with a like a dark red spray paint on on the Lucky Charm side because the inside is just brown paper. You know that's right. that was fine. Right. So I sprayed that. It turned out really nice. And then I and then I actually used one of those little logo strips that I used for the Giotto video that I had printed out, which has the Art of Craftsmanship logo, and then our, the the words oh, print right. out. Yeah, the Art of Craftsmanship and the space. And so I signed it, glued that on the box. It's like okay, cool. Now I got the box. It's the knife has got the sheath. This is all on Monday or this is all Tuesday day before I'm sailing in the afternoon. like, <laughs> okay, good to go. So I'm like, all right, well now I want to wrap it in the brown paper or something or wrapping paper. I was like, well, I have some brown paper. So I just used some brown. I was going to grab just one of the pieces of brown paper from our roll in the shop. And then I have, I realized I had the piece left over that I, when I did the virtual craft fair, I had drawn on the craft paper, the drawing of the knife, like to scale, nice with like the the curves and the radiuses and stuff mm. and so i cut that piece out of that chunk and i used that to wrap the box with Ooh. that on the inside yeah so it's like it's on the inside so it's like right underneath of where the box goes and then i wrapped around it and um and i didn't want to tape it because i didn't want them to tear it when they open the box you know so i was like okay well i don't want to tape it so I'll get, so i got some string some cotton string and i wrapped it did like nice like wrapping around <laughs> it and just you know, folded the paper in a way that then I could that the string would hold it in place. Wrapped it all up. Did like instead of just a um, just a, like a plus of you know usually with a a, a a ribbon on a present you wrap it around one way around the box and around the other way right so it crosses the box in into four quarters. Well, I did it once the long way and twice the short way. So it actually goes like around the box all the way on the long way and then twice around the box short way. So it's evenly divided into three into six sections. Nice. It holds everything nice, and, and that's it. So, went from like just the knife to the knife and the sheath to the knife and the sheath and the box, and then the brown paper, and then the wrap. Like all. <laughs> so, it's like it's going to be this whole experience of opening it. Like, open up the string, you get the paper with the drawing, then the box, and the box open, then the sheath, and you pull it out, and there's like brown paper inside the box to keep it in place. So, it's that's all about great. that, right? When you when you're making something for someone, it's about that experience yeah, of like yeah. of getting it and all of that. So it's all kind of fun stuff to make. I it mean, really they good have stuff. whole channels on just unboxing things. They so. do, <laughs> and then so I take it down Tuesday night. Tuesday night is the, was the crazy storm night here in Maryland. Um, we had wicked storms that came through northern Baltimore yeah. County and took tons of trees down. Power was lost everywhere. There's still places that don't have power in northern Baltimore. Um, so I leave at about 4.15 my house and driving down the road to go downtown. And when I left my house, it wasn't raining yet and there was no wind. But literally like two minutes after I left my driveway, you know, not even halfway down Paper Mill all the way to York Road, it was like winds crazy all over the place. Stuff's falling in the road. I see this huge pine tree like break and fall, fortunately not toward the road, but like off of the side. I'm like, it's crazy. And the sky's insane. And yeah, we ended up having four huge trees come down or um pieces of trees come down on our property like fortunately they're they were big like full-size tree versions of branches that came down off of bigger trees so we feel like these giant trees on our property that came down 
and I made it downtown to go sailing and we ended up not sailing cause it was just the, the storm was North of downtown Baltimore, but it was still enough in the, the potential of it being a really bad storm. They ended up canceling the race, but we had a, there was an after race party anyway. So we did the party and I gave Jan the box, um, with a knife, but Jill's not there. She wasn't there this Tuesday, so he didn't open it. I was like, dang. <laughs> so I like, wanted to like kind of be there when they open it, but, um, she's back today. It's Friday. So they'll probably open it. And then I'll actually see him tomorrow. Cause I'm racing. We're racing on a race called the race to Baltimore tomorrow. And I'll be there. Jill won't be there, but she'll be at the after party cause she's part of the race committee so she's having to do after party stuff but i'll see jan and they'll either have opened it last night when she got home from vacation or they will open it tomorrow when i see him <laughs> why well, she's just gonna rip it open like he <laughs> rips open a toy you know <laughs> yeah, like, wait, no, it's, oh, right. yeah right they're gonna yeah right i know that's why like i you know well, we'll see. <laughs> it's purposely like the paper is not taped. So that way when they take the string off, it'll just open itself up. You know, it's going to yeah. like come open and they'll just open it. It'll, you know, and I'm sure they'll see the drawing because it's on the inside in pencil on the brown paper. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I thought about doing it on the outside, but I was like, no, that'd be kind of cool to do on the inside as like a little bit of a secret. So Easter egg. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. And uh, it turned out really good. I'm really happy with it. And I will post pictures on um, Instagram. I have some like, little uh reel that i put together with the stuff and then pictures oh, right of it that i'll i'll post all those um tomorrow after i after i know that they opened it and i talk to them about it then i'll post because i just didn't want to like i posted yeah. some pictures along the way of like the process of it happening so they they knew they were getting it or at least i know jan did because he was the one i talked to him about like i wanted to make them a knife but i also wanted to make them a knife that they would use and that they like and everyone has their own preferences for like cooking knives and stuff so i talked to yeah. Jan about it and he he said specifically that he liked that style that santuco style and um and he liked a shorter knife you know so not like a like an eight or nine inch chef's knife he wanted kind of like a six something like that six or seven inch so a little bit smaller one so i made it six and a half so right on so he knew it was coming i don't know if jill knew because i talked to him about it um, but I hadn't talked to Jill just cause I hadn't sailed with her this year yet. And, uh, so he may have told her that what it was, but they hadn't seen it really. So, right. But, but everyone will be able to see pictures of it tomorrow. Oh yeah. Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, before we do, cause I still got to do some packing. Yeah. Get this thing going. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the car out the window, just unpacked. Like, oh man, we got to start loading up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Ooh, toe in progress. Oh, that's good. All right. Just uh, real quick. I just checked oh, the uh, online it. app and they were en route at 115. They were on the scene at 115 and at 241, it says toe in progress. So they're they're on their way, taking it down. So. Good. Yeah. Um, I have a, I guess a recommendation, but I, I, yeah, I guess it is, but it's something I had um, been looking at. Uh, there's, it's a Instagram or the guy has the Instagram, uh, Dave Bauer art, I think. Yep. That's mm-hmm. how you say his last name, Bauer. Um, he went to maker camp last year, but I'm not sure if we ran into him or not. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We probably didn't know of him or. Right. You know, yeah. I feel like I, there are a lot of people yeah. there that I'm slowly over the year since been discovering that we're also there, you know, yeah, they probably yeah, have connected to us and to <laughs> others just because we were right. there as well. Right. Right. So you go, yeah. Oh, I see this person. Oh, and there these people are in a Mark Adams photo and oh, that's that person, you know, so uh-huh. yeah. it helps connect. So 
Um, I had seen some of his stuff. He does some drawings and stuff, but he does some axe and knife stuff and just kind of just a general maker. And I think he does t-shirts and stuff, but, yep. oh, he also does some 3d printing, which I had, I think yeah, when I yeah. posted something on mine, he, he had also done some 3d printing. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And his last post was one of the most interesting like ideas. I, I, he says in it that he got it from someone or like the idea from someone. Do you mm-hmm. know what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, making a Duresta, 3D printing, a Jimmy. <laughs> a full size. Like, what a cool, like, that was such a great, <laughs> yeah, like, attention getting, like, for me, right away. It was like such, right. and it was something I hadn't even, and maybe he had seen it or someone else had seen someone else do it. You know, everyone's kind of done everything. So maybe someone saw, like, oh, they 3D printed this giant thing or that. But uh, I, I'm really interested in how he did it, and, like, yeah. I will be following along and, Apparently, I think he's going to bring it to Maker Camp. Yeah, I'd assume he would. I mean, so you know. oh man, how cool! That's going to be so how, awesome. How's he going to put them together? I know he's yeah, doing. You, know, right. you, you can basically do like one by one foot chunks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how does he, you know how do you get a three D scan of Jimmy? You know, like right, like maybe, maybe. Like, right. All these things. You know, it's like maybe you just take a you you know put in maybe there's some system where you can put in a bunch of photographs and they just piece it together and give you a right you know like, general like as long like, as you could do the face they can give you a general shape of the face and the general shape of the body and stuff and yeah like you can do a, a yeah a, like a human size there's already a human model right but then you yeah. can start to stretch things and do things and put his clothes on it and <laughs> yeah right yeah know. overlay the face from a photograph and it yeah does it, maybe yeah. i mean that's why i'm interested i'm like oh it's so cool and like yeah I know each chunk probably takes a day to print. You know, it's like this long, long process. Right. Yeah. Twenty-four hour, you know, day and a half chunks of printing. So that's that's cool. So check him out. I'm gonna I'm gonna be following the process. I'm really interested. I hope he does like a, a full video on it. I I don't know exactly if he does or or what he. I don't I don't know if I've seen anything if he's done it on YouTube or not. But I would love to see all that stuff in depth. So. Dave Bauer yeah. Art, check him out. Yep, on Instagram at Dave Bauer Art. Yeah, and that'll be in the show notes. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, that's the most recent post. It's funny because yeah. it's just a post of like, you know, the just whatever that one by one foot chunk of thing being being three D printed. You can't really tell what it is exactly. It's just like it looks yeah. like a big lump of whatever. Right. But he says it's, like it's gonna a... be a full size Jimmy Duresta. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Great idea. Yeah. All right. So, um, real quick back to, or yeah, from my recommendation, um, blood root blades, which I rec- you know, just said recently is, um, Luke Snyder and David Van Wink, Van Wick, um, run blood root blades and their Instagram handle is at blood root blades. Um, and my other recommendation is, um, uh, Adrian Vita from Hickory Homestead Creations. Oh, yeah. Um, She is doing her um, Friends of the Farm or Friends on the Farm event at her place in New Paris, uh, PA. And that will be on, um, let me see, what is it? I'm looking for the actual dates. I think it's it's the last weekend of um, July. So it's like this month. 29th and 30th of July of, of yeah of this month um, at her farm in Pennsylvania. So she's having an event there, a big maker event, and she's just like doing fun stuff to, um, you know, to to bring up the maker community and and like shout them out. She helps run a few, you know different channels and stuff, and they do all sorts of stuff um, for the community. But she's doing a 
uh, pre-sale on her shirts for the event, Friends of the Farm. And unfortunately, Devin and I can't make it to the event this year. We really wanted to. We talked about it multiple times. And um, I think originally when I saw the dates, they said it was the end of July. And I was like, well, that's perfect because I do the Governor's Cup, which is a big weekend-long um, sailboat race in, in the Chesapeake Bay. And it's always the first weekend of August. Um and so when we originally saw the dates, I was like, well, that's fine. That's, that works perfectly because that's the last weekend of July. So it'll be good. Gulf Cup will be the following weekend. No big deal. But it turns out that this year, because that's because that's a, Saturday, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the 31st of July. March, April, May, June, July. Yeah. So since Monday is the 1st of August, they decided to, to do the Gulf Cup on that weekend. So I will be sailing the Governor's Cup on that weekend. And then my mom is doing um our family camping that week as well so it's that saturday through the following saturday and devin i think you'll be there that first weekend so yeah it's it's, it's just everything i i reached out to her too yeah. we had her on the did i say that we had, we had her on the podcast yeah, we haven't said it yet, but yeah um yeah. no she's really really friendly and and she's got a great instagram a bunch of stuff yeah and we yeah. met her at Maker's Camp. I'm, I'm yep. a, a little bummed we can't go because we yeah, me too. We tried, but it just everything kind of landed at the wrong time. Like three months yeah. ago, it was looking good. Yeah, and then right, it just exactly. kind of fell apart because it's not yeah. that far from where we are. So yeah, as soon as she mentioned it, you and I were both like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, that Hopefully, awesome. she has a, yeah. a, a decent crew of people to show up, and you know, that yeah. stuff takes time to build. So, but hopefully, yep. she gets just even if it's like. I mean, it doesn't matter how many people. She'll have some friends and some people she likes. Yeah. Like, and, and hopefully they have a nice time. I, I I think they're building some stuff. They might not, but they're going to get together and yeah. do yeah. some stuff and blacksmithing and just a nice... Yeah, hanging out and camping yeah. and just getting a, a big, you know, maker group together. Right. I think that's yeah. how all these things start. Maybe one day right. we can do one yep. too, where it's just getting together. And then once you get together, then you have thoughts of what we're doing. Right, yeah. Hey, we yeah, could exactly. bring this people in next year. Oh, maybe this guy wants to do this. Oh, you want to demonstrate this? You want to do that? But at right, first, it's yep. just like, uh, it's like the origins of like something like a Comic-Con or something or any right, of these yeah, festivals. Exactly. Or it's all <laughs> it just, just like, a couple dude yeah. like-minded people uh -huh. hanging out. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the next year, someone says, hey, I could bring this to sell. Or someone says, hey, I could talk to this guy and he could come chat with everyone. Yeah, this other group, they can get together. They'll, they'll right. all want to come and see <laughs> right. what's going on. And yeah, it just grows and grows. So, so if you guys are around yeah. PA, you can go down. I, I don't think she's charging much. And if anything, it's just for some food they're cooking. Yeah, and it's, some stuff. it's super and, inexpensive. I think it's like 30 bucks or something or 20 bucks for like a food ticket for the weekend. That's like, yeah, it. and it's nothing. Yeah. And yeah, and she's taking pre-orders for the shirts um, and they're really cheap too. They're only 18 bucks for the shirts. Almost so, as cheap as ours. Yeah, right. Yeah, seventeen seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you can go and support her. So go. Yeah, to, for sure. Uh, no, eighteen Homestead Creations. Yeah, yeah, it's a great we, price. We got two. So I, yeah, as soon as I saw it pop up, I sent their messages like, I definitely want one. We can't come, but you know, we'll get one for each of us, me and Devin. So go over and support Adrian and and uh, see what she's doing. And if you can make it to um, to Pennsylvania at the end of July, go to the Friends on the Farm event. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Go, go, cool. don't have FOMO, and you can, you can yeah, make us right, have exactly. it after you say how great it was. And I know. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully we'll really, if she can do it again, we'll, we'll try to uh, plan yeah. it there. Yeah, hopefully it's like a huge success, and we're super jealous of all the cool people that were there that we didn't like, get to oh see. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> Tom <laughs> Cruise a... was there. How did you get Tom Cruise? Yeah, he was great. Young out all weekend. Yeah, right. He's a he's a big fan of the maker community. <laughs> Adam Savage came down. He was hanging out. Adam Savage. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, hopefully it's all that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, Dev. <laughs> well, yeah, that's been good. I hope you have a fun vacation. You too. Um, that would be cool. And for everybody else who's listening, thank you all so much for listening. Um, make sure you head over to Instagram, follow us there at the Art of Craftsmanship and at the Art of Camera Guide. See what's going on behind the scenes. Um, head over to YouTube and subscribe there. We just put out the uh, the barrel wine barrel video since last um, time we talked to you. So check that video out. I'm, just, I'm really happy with the way it turned out and. And all the people who are near and dear to me have said how much, how impressed they were and how much they liked it. So hopefully all of you can feel the same way (laughs) and uh, let me know what you think in the comments. And then uh, also, if you want to support our channel further, we really, really appreciate all those people who do support us over on Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com backslash or forward slash the art of craftsmanship. And you can find us there to support if you want to. And uh, ever since we started that, you know, we were, we were always, um, a little hesitant to start something like that until we had something really to offer people more than just, uh, you know, a partnership. And so it's always been, it's there for people who, who want to support us in that way. And if you don't, that's perfectly fine too. Just like, you know, tell people about what, but what we, what we do and tell people about the podcast and the YouTube channel. And that is just as much awesome support as well. So mm-hmm. for all the use, those of you who do that, we appreciate you as well. And for the for the Patreon members. We really, really appreciate that support. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.